Hi, welcome to Shot Talk with the Sheriff. I'm Sheriff Gregory Tony here in Broward County. Today we have a special guest with us to talk about a very serious but yet an issue that we need to address uh, more you know, readily within our communities and across the country, which is suicide prevention. I know it sounds dark, it sounds gloomy, but folks, we need to talk about the importance of what's going on out here and how we can engage the community to help mitigate some of these suicides from happening. And who better to have in than with us today, which is Billy Morgan. Billy serves as the Director of Training and Staff Development at 211 Broward, one of our core partners who does an excellent job with us throughout the community educating on different content. Uh, long story, uh, you know, when I first came into the organization in early 2019, one of the first stops I made was over at 211 Broward to get a better understanding about some of the things that they were doing and the services they offered in the community. And so this is kind of a welcome back. It's good to be, you know, live again with uh, 211 Broward, and I look forward to hearing it about all the different things that Billy's going to cover. Uh, background, uh, out of West Virginia, is that correct, Correct, Billy? That's correct. Founder way down here in lovely South Florida, has been serving the community for quite some time. 211 uh, Broward, as you all know, provides a ton of different services when it comes to the social, social services resources. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about that today. But I always kind of like back up, right, before we start hitting titles, before we start hitting professions and what do we do then who are you and how'd you get here talk about your passion talk about how you arrived all the way from West Virginia to be here now in Broward County I'm so happy to be here today and happy to be here and a part of the South Florida community I've been here for over 20 years and South Florida is my home no matter where I am I'm passionate about suicide prevention so I'm really excited to talk about this topic and um and and I've really just felt that this community really does uh, a good job talking about a lot of things. And I just appreciate that we are helping break down that stigma to talk about mental health and suicide prevention even more with your leadership. This is gonna be a great conversation. Well, you know, I'm glad you, your expectations are high because so are mine. Mm -hmm. I think we're gonna hit some pretty cool stuff here today. You know, Billy, one of the things, your background from a formal standpoint, uh, I understand you're an NSU grad like myself, so go Sharks, is that right? Go Sharks. All right, what'd you study under? I have a, a master's in uh, mental health counseling. Okay, so of course that's suitable for the topic of the day. Absolutely. All right, <laughs> excellent. So one of the things I want to talk about really quickly is some of the major projects that you've been involved in. Uh, of course, we had one of the worst school shootings in American history take place uh, back in 2018 at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas. And, of course, that was devastating for the entire community, not just Parkland in terms of it, the city in which it occurred, but the whole community. And I understand you were involved in several different projects then to work with and communicate with different student populations in the community. Can you share a little bit about that in terms of what your involvement was and some of the things you were tackling at the time? I appreciate that. And nobody is prepared for a tragedy like this. And um, here in in our community, um, one of the things when we first heard the news is that we wanted to make sure that we had the resources available to support 
our community. And early on, the first 24 hours, 48 hours, there were actually a lot of calls for blood donations. And then as the dust settled, we need to make sure that we had a strong in place information about mental health, mental wellness, support, trauma resources, bereavement and grief, and making sure all those are aligned and supported in our community. That's what 211 is all about and why we are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We've been around for 20 years. And when this tragedy happened, it was so even more important for people to know that this resource was there. When it came to what I was doing and my part is that we went along with many other organizations um, at the park to be able to support survivors, being able to really provide mental health resources. And we're all mental health counselors so that we are heirs and victims and, and provide that, that relief of feelings so that they could be prepared to connect to those resources is the core philosophy of what we do at 211. So it was a natural fit to have us as part of that response team and our partnerships with the school, our partnerships with, with uh, everyone in our community. Um, we work together with our funders as well to make sure that all there was no break in the chain of support for um, the ongoing support that our community still needs to have as we uh, circle the wagons, time passes, we need to make sure that we don't forget about the support that is ongoing. And sometimes it's just a call that we receive for somebody who just is experiencing, um, a teen might be calling if there is a, uh, a fire drill and there was trauma from the fire drill from that experience that was re-triggered and just being able to talk and support 211 is there for students and parents and families from all ages and all walks of life yeah. to link to those. Important point that a lot of people forget about is, you know, after the tr school tragedy, we had to introduce a lot of different new checks and balances, code red lockdown procedures. <clears throat> and often people forget that for every time that we have to go into that type of response uh, as, a, as a community, uh, a lockdown in our schools, there's always the subconscious level of, are we dealing with another school shooting, which introduced a level of trauma to the students, to the teachers, and to the family members who may get the alert on, let's say, Safer Watch, uh, Safer Watch app, and then all of a sudden they see that the school's on lockdown. So we're never really over it. There's always, to your point, a continuation of managing, you know, those emotions and dealing with that type of trauma. Uh, you also talk about something kind of indirectly uh, about your sponsors and your supporters. Uh, talk about that because you guys operate as a 5013C, correct? Correct. We are a nonprofit organization and um, our, our leadership from top to bottom uh, when it comes to mental health and mental health awareness has always been in the front of mind. Um, Children's Services Council or Broward, Broward Behavioral Health Coalition, all of our funders, um, uh, the list goes on, United Way um, as well. Uh, we all work together and many, many other foundations and organizations to make sure that our community stays healthy and safe. And I love that we're at that tip of that spear to be able to link to whatever's out there in our community through 211. You know, over the last really coming up on two years now, my goodness, it, it'll be two years since we've been navigating through COVID-19 pretty soon. Uh, and there has been a lot of impact uh, from fatalities, loss, the stressors of uh, going into social distancing and lockdowns. Have you seen an increase in calls for services uh, that are associated to how we are handling COVID-19? When the pandemic hit, um, well, we 
we saw such an increase in not only needs for basic needs for, for financial help, food, light bill, rent, but for mental health as well. Our top three needs, uh, even still overall, are for community resources, basic needs, and, and the third one is mental health. So call lengths, not only did the resources we, you know, we were able to provide, but the call lengths increased as well. And there's no time limit for the calls that we handle here so that uh, we can be able to talk and support a caller who is experiencing something that that they need support with and linking to those resources is really important. And and those are ongoing. You know, we're still well, having impacts. Billy, can you kind of quantify, just a, uh, give us an idea. You say the call length uh, has been extended. You know, you know, are we talking about traditionally you're dealing with maybe a 15 minute call that's now 30 to 45 minutes or are we at that level or have we been that's at that level? That's a great way of saying it. Of saying it. And, um, and those typical call links are, are based on the support that that caller needs. Um, we are a helpline We're we're not therapists at 211. So we'll link up to a caller to a therapist to provide that support and that need for whatever it is. You know, we've talked about some heavy subjects here. Suicide prevention is, is really at the forefront. One of the most important calls that we get and uh, making sure that we assess and de-escalate where we can and provide those interventions. It's not an easy process. And so being able to support a caller, a uh, person who reaches out to us through chat or text as well uh, is really important for the work that we do. And there's there's no time limit for those types of calls. We need to make sure our community is safe when they reach out to us. No, absolutely. You know, we share that uh, in common in, in the sense that we're out in the field and we're trying to mitigate these harms from occurring and provide people with the necessary care that they deserve. And one thing that we have under our tool belt and is continuing to expand here at BSO is our crisis intervention training. Uh, it's a model that provides our officers and we're working our way into our fir all first responders to include fire rescue with a better skill trait to be able to identify mental health care issues that someone may be exhibiting, uh, not to interpret them as, hey, maybe this is someone being violent, but instead, hey, this is some level of psychosis or something that's occurring. Um, what are you all doing uh, in terms of continuing type of training? Because you're in the, you're may not be face to face, but you're dealing with it over the phone. Uh, and the thing I run it, I kind of parallel, and I don't want to jump ahead of you, but it's like our dispatchers because they're on the phone and they're dealing with these things. Is that a fair assessment? It is. And in some cases, um, it, it's a lot like that where we're, we're talking with um, a caller who I, I, I tell I'm the trainer for our all of our helpline counselors. And I make sure from the beginning that people aren't calling typically to one of their best day. It might be the worst day of their life that they're reaching out to you mm -hmm. as a, a counselor and they need support through that difficult time to navigate those feelings and connect to those resources. And it's the same with 911. Um, there's an emergency and we work in partnership wonderfully with both the CIT trained officers and 911 to be able when we need those interventions, they know us, we know them and that, that handoff does happen when it's necessary for a caller who is in that deep level of crisis. So. It is, uh, there is a lot of, of similarities in regards to the, the trauma and crisis. Now, not everybody who's calling 211 is, an experience, is experiencing a crisis. People right. can reach us for the local library to volunteer somewhere, whatever it might be. So uh, keep that in mind too. But the most important call we get is that one. On an annual basis, you know, how many calls for service are you roughly receiving? Um, have you been able to pull those data points uh, every year? Actually, 
Yeah, I appreciate that question. And this year, uh, for the last fiscal year, we handled over 115,800 calls and oh. contacts. Now that includes text and chat as well. So, and visiting our website, 211-Broward.org, um, 151 um, visits to that website as well, where you can access all these resources and chat. Are people, are you seeing an increase with the usage of text messaging, uh, having that available? You know, part of the issue that I'm going back to mental health care side and substance abuse and all these different real um, private and intimate uh, things that we deal with as people. It, it may be hard for some folks to get on the phone and make a call because it's too close to identifying who you are. But through a text message. It just seems there's a level of, you know, you're still kind of anonymous, so to speak. Right. Is that, are you seeing an increase with the text messaging? And text I messaging? think that's what makes 211 special is that anonymity of, of even calling, that you don't have to share any personal information, anything you're comfortable with. And when you're yeah, visiting our website and you want to chat with us, that extra layer of anonymity is there as well. So that um, if you want to decline to share anything it's we're just here to support you and and get you through a tough time help you vent or link you to a resource you might need um so uh i think i find it yes to answer your question we and we do want more to tap into our text and chat um, opportunities here at 211 you can find those anywhere and uh so that is just another way to link to us. We can text you resources, email you resources, whatever you're comfortable with. We're, we're just making sure we cast a wide net for whatever a caller or individual might need. So one of the core things we want to talk about today was to uh, the awareness aspect for suicide prevention and what type of things you know, I always think, okay, who's listening to me right now? What if there's someone who either is dealing with a family member who is contemplating suicide, has contemplated suicide, or if the individual's on the line listening now, you know, what are some of the things you would offer to them uh, to help get them through, you know, the, the survival aspect and, and to continue to try to find some type of care? Well, I want to say to anybody who's hearing this, it's okay to not be okay. We're hoping to break down those walls of stigma for mental health and to be able to reach out and need support. That first step could be that call to 211 that way to reach out to us uh, just to be able to talk and chat and have a listening ear that's really why we're here so um to to that to that point this subject of mental health is something i'm very passionate about so we want to make sure that if you're talking to somebody or if you know somebody who is experiencing thoughts of suicide i think the really important to not be afraid to say suicide not to, don't hesitate to say, are you thinking about suicide? Because you'll feel that air shift. You'll feel that person. <sighs> Actually, I am. And I know that's a hard thing to even say. Mm -hmm. And there's a myth out there that if you talk about suicide, it puts the idea in a person's head. That's not true. So if you're not sure what to do, you know what? Give them our number and even better, make a call with them to us so that you can make sure that we can take that call or that person and, and get them to a better frame of mind. And that's our goal is to just get you to a better frame of mind if you're going through something tough. I like that you suggested or more so recommended that, you know, if you know someone to make the call with them um, because it's just another level of peer support, which leads me into, you know, what we're doing here. Um, you know, as first responders, our men and women deal with a lot of trauma. Um, the culture is, you know, that mochismo of, hey, we're, we're, I'm the cop. I, I don't have to cry. I don't have to suffer. I'm the firefighter. I'm the hero. I don't have to express um, any forms of grief. 
And so we've broken down those barriers and, and been working with our partners at uh, NSU to create more comprehensive programs. So go Sharks, back to our Sharks, right? Excellent. Um, <laughs> and to get these type of things more readily accessible so that we too can heal and not think that um, we live on an island on our own. That because our caretakers need to take care of themselves, and That's right. and they we need to all tap into it. Even our helpline counselors, you know, we take on a lot. We need to make sure that we are focusing on self care, and that should be a motto. Self care is not selfish. So when you need to vent or relieve or find some stress relief, go for it and find something healthy that can help you stay healthy. <laughs> yeah. Are you seeing anything, you know, we, we talked a little bit, but I'm going to circle back to it one more time because <clears throat> it, it, along the same lines of taking care of ourselves, uh, our medical professionals right now, between our physicians and our nurses who have been tasked with dealing with a worldwide pandemic for almost two years, um, have you heard, are you seeing anything with our medical practitioners um, reaching out or, or finding themselves where they need some support hats support. off to all of our first responders and and our nurses and doctors out there who um they if they're reaching out to us they don't have to share who they are or what they do we're here to talk with you and um and with that there is a lot of stress and there is a lot lot of um need for awareness for self-care and mental health and support because it is still a strain and this is ongoing and um, so I don't know if I have any numbers in relation to um, to that particularly, but it matters not from what walk of life you are. We're here to talk with you and, and help you get to a better you know, place. No, look, I think it's brilliant what you all have been doing and we're happy to support you all. I think, uh, are you all a recipient of the Law Enforcement Trust Funds uh, in association with BSL this year or the past year? I hope, past we year? hope to be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe that's an invite. I just remember seeing uh, Broward 211 on, on a document not too long ago. Um, you know, we have our trust funds and we're always supporting different 5013Cs that are touching and helping out the community. So I hope to see, if I haven't seen it, I hope to see your application come through some at some point. Indeed. Um, Billy, you know, last thing I would talk about, let me just roll back for a second for the latecomer. Shame on you who just joined us. Uh, we have special guest today, Billy Morgan, who is the Director of Training and Staff Development at 211 Broward, one of our uh, huge, huge social service reports, uh, excuse me, support networks that we have that work with seniors and health and substance abuse and teen concerns and a multitude of different uh, areas that help support people out here. And today we were talking about suicide prevention. She gave us some kind of feedback about what's been taking place uh, you can always hit rewind and go back and play this thing fresh, which I'd recommend. Billy, lastly, because um, time just blows by when we're on these these chats and talking about things. We're coming into the final stretch of the year. We got about three more months uh, before we turn this over into a new year. What would you leave our community uh, in terms of recommendations or those, again, um, that may be in need in terms of, hey, you're the expert, you're hearing the calls. What do you have for us? First off, tell somebody you, you know, you know, <laughs> anybody in our community about this resource 211. It's a magical three-digit number, 24 hours a day for information and referral, food, and obviously mental health and suicide prevention. We are the lifeline for our community and it's in 98% of the nation. So wherever you are, when you see this or hear this, you just know dial 211 and you'll be routed to your nearest 211. 
When you mention seniors, it's really important to mention that seniors who live alone, we do a daily reassurance call to them as well. So um, if you are interested in learning more about that, tap into our website, 211-Broward.org, where you can chat and call and text. So I think the most important thing is to make sure that you're not alone and to know that there is somebody on the other side of this that that cares, wants to offer their compassion, support, and resources if you need it, or just a listening ear. Well, excellent. Billy, thank you for coming on and sharing with us today some insight, not only in suicide prevention, but overall what 211 uh, Broward is getting done for our community. To everyone who's joining, uh, who have joined, I say thank you for joining me on Shop Talk with the Sheriff. Remember to follow me on Instagram at BSO Sheriff Tony. It's not a stunt double. It's me. Also, subscribe to the podcast so you get early alerts for every new episode. In the meantime, stay safe, be humble, and try to love somebody a little bit more than you love yourself. Take care.